0: Now as you go on learning, as you go on acquiring more motor skills or technical skills or intellectual skills, the mind starts to become a little stronger, yes? Now inside of you there is this being that is just an observer. It is just an observer. And that observation starts to go stronger and stronger as you grow older. And as you grow older, it finds that it's been let down. Anybody never felt like that? Like you have been let down by your life. You have been let down by your world. You have been let down by your parents, people close to you. Anybody who's never felt that? Okay, so nobody's unique here, huh? (laughs) (laughs) The only time you feel let down, Yogi Bhajan talks about it in great detail in some of the level two courses that we do here. And he talks about how the first time a toy was ever taken away from you. You wanted to play with the toy and the toy was pulled away from you. The soul in its innocence can't understand why. Right? It just it just says I'm playing with a toy. It doesn't understand the logistics of the world. The mother says, We need to have we have an appointment, we have a play date. let's go to the play date and play. You can't play with this toy right now. Right? The outer world is separate from what's happening within the child. The child is all soul yet. But as it that first toy gets begins to get taken away from it, it starts to feel hurt. The soul starts to feel I am not liked here. I am not allowed to do what I want to do here. And so it starts to recede into itself and the mind starts to take over. That happens to all of us. It is almost inevitable. The other world has to function a certain way, right? How many of you have children, have had children? So you know how that feels, yeah? You take away the bottle from them. It is major chaos. You put them in a crib, it's major chaos. You put them in a big boy bed, major chaos. You change them out of diapers into big boy pants, it's major chaos. Everything, like the soul is saying, no, no, I just, this is wonderful. Why are you taking this away from me? But the outer world doesn't work that way. Are you with me? Yeah. So slowly, the mind starts to become more active. And so the mind starts to be in charge. The soul is still there, but it almost feels like it's starting to get lost. It has gone off somewhere, off to vacation. It says, fine, I'm just checking out. Mind, take over. This world works better with you. If I just work with the mind, then there'll be no problem. The problem only arises when my soul and my mind is having a little struggle there. So at some point, we all kind of gave in, right? So the soul's gone off on a vacation somewhere. And you've lived a certain amount of your life having learned what you needed to learn to operate in this world. Now you're wanting the soul back. But you don't have its address. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know where it is right now. And that's where the whole seeking begins, the whole longing begins, the whole pain begins. It's a different kind of pain this time. This is what Buddha would call existential pain. You experience this pain just because you have to exist and you have to go through this. When you can release yourself of this pain in some way or form, you experience liberation. As I was talking to some of you on Tuesday night, liberation is not a destination. Liberation is the place from which point on you actually begin to live. Until then, it is just trying to figure out this balance between the mind and the soul. First, the soul was there in so much abundance. The mind had no idea what it was doing. So we trained the mind and the process the soul kind of got lost somewhere. And once we get the mind all acclimated, we figure the world out. We've got a pretty good handle of it, Yes then what is the problem now? Soul's lust. Soul's lost. It's still there somewhere. Like the CEO is, has been absent from duty for a while. In this whole process, very innately, very subtly, we begin to develop what Yogi Vision called um, inner anger. This is not anger about outer things. This is anger, a deep-seated anger from you within, frustration from within you that says, what the hell do you want from me? You wanted mind, I worked with the mind. But now it's not enough. Now I want the soul. And that friction between these two places creates frustration within the being. And because of that frustration, you take so many actions, you make so many choices, that leads to further frustration. Accumulated over time, that frustration turns into an innate anger. That could show up in many different forms. It could show up towards one particular person. It could show up towards yourself. It could show up towards God or life itself. Had that yet? Moments of where you're like so upset with God that I don't believe you are. It isn't. There is no God. When you locate your soul, you experience God. But there is no God. Hmm. <laughs> what is this dichotomy? Do you believe there's a God? Come on, it's okay. Say, as you experience it, do you believe there is a God? I think it depends on what our definition of God is. Very diplomatic answer. (laughs) (laughs) If I am God, then yes, I believe in God. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked that question off of Buddha one time. There's a big congregation. And this atheist who has been poorly defying the idea of God all his life. He was an intellectual and he was like, there is no proof. Give me proof and I'll believe in God, right? But one day he's sitting in his home and he's about in his 60s or 70s and he's contemplating life and he's contemplating death. The idea of death creates fear and he says, what if? there was a God and I've lived my entire life defying it what would happen when I die and so he finds his way to a congregation that Buddha was having and kind of sneaks into the group and shouts out this question is there God? is God real? and Buddha doesn't even open his eyes just sits silently for a while says no The whole congregation is in upheaval. It's like, what? Buddha said there is no God. And word spreads like wildfire. Buddha said there is no God. How could that be? God gives us hope. God is merciful. God is kind. God is angry. God is all of these things. What if there is no God? Then we are left all alone. What are we to do? In a different village, another person who had been a devout worshipper, he's also heading into those twilight years. yeah. And one day as he's praying, this thought pops into his head. He says, I have spent so much of my life worshipping. What if There is no God, and I've just wasted all this time that I could have lived, that I could have experienced things, that I could have spent with other people. And so this doubt pops into his head, and Buddha happens to be visiting his village that day. So he sneaks into the crowd and asks the same question Is there God? And Buddha just sits with his eyes closed, silently for a while, and says, yes. Now the whole group of his followers are completely in disarray. They're like, what do you mean? First he said no. Now he's saying yes. Which one is it? So somebody asked him which one is it he said I just answered to the person who asked me the question if you believe that God isn't and you can live through your intellect and live a happy joyful life through your intellect alone and it's fulfilling for you then there is no need for God God is an idea Is this a pretty radical concept for you in the spiritual world? Yes and no. What does your God look like to you?
1: This type of space Mm -hmm. where you can be focused and present enough that you hear the air and you can listen to your voice and... It, the energy of the room. Um, I mean, there's something bigger in my, in my belief there's something bigger than
0: myself. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that it's some man upstairs looking down on this, but um, I, I do believe that there's something much bigger than myself, Mars. And you get to Suniye mm-hmm. deeply here It is not a kind of hearing that you hear from your two ears. It's a different kind of hearing. And you get to hear its presence here, within you. If you weren't here, would there be God? (laughs) Higher consciousness. Yeah. Why is it higher? It's limitless. It's limitless. Anytime your life is in a state of struggle, it's in a state of conflict, you cannot experience the balance of the soul and the mind. In that moment, God isn't there. The moment you experience absolute harmony between your own soul and your mind is there to Allow that experience to come through you, you're experiencing God. God is a concept that dogs didn't create. That was a pun. I already got it. I'm going to try my best at puns. My friend loves puns. I'm getting there. Do dogs have a God? No. (laughs) They just experience your presence completely and totally. And in that moment, they are that, but they have no concept of God. We like to think we would be gods for them. That's why we have dogs. I mean, especially Huntington Beach, I see them everywhere. They're carried in strollers in their arms instead of walking. It's like, must be like gods to them. No, we're not. In a moment where their bellies are fed, they're not experiencing any physical issues, they are in God themselves. How many of those moments can we claim that we have had in our life? They are much better off. Yogi Bhajan said God gave human beings an intellect and that was that that is the human being's bis- biggest gift and the biggest challenge. Because it is only the intellect that blocks you from that state of harmony. But you say you find God in nature, there's harmony, you experience harmony. Yes. And, um, I was just
1: when you said that, I was thinking back to something you said maybe a couple weeks or maybe even two months ago where you were talking about recapturing moments. So if, if so if you have a moment where you lose your breath, for instance, rather than beating yourself up, you just come back to it and you're thankful for it. So I think in, in some ways for me, um, God is is transient and shows up at different times. And so when I lose my breath or my thoughts wander then God has disappeared exactly but I'm able to you
0: know be present.
1: Back, be present and bring myself back to where I need to be and
0: God, is, God is Yeah. you can't even say in that moment God is here you can't even say in that moment God is in me you can't even say in that moment God is in these trees God is so a word that we have given to that sensation of absolute harmony, of no conflict, no struggle within us. We call it God. That's the only thing we can do, right? Because it cannot be seen, it cannot be heard, it cannot be proved. How do I prove to you right now that God is right now? I'm experiencing it. I can't but yet you're experiencing it from me. Are you experiencing it from me? Is it radiating out? (sighs) No? I need to work on it. (laughs) (laughs) So all these moments of disharmony that we have lived in our life creates this very subtle inner anger it begins to build up anger. It's almost like there's a child in us that is upset for the soul leaving as we were figuring out the mind. And the mind has taken on, assumed two roles. One, it's doing the soul's job, which means the soul knows past, present, and future. So all your guidance needs to come from the soul. Even for the tiniest of actions, should I make a left or should I make a right? Even that needs to come in direct communication with your soul. But something within you is very upset with the soul. I know we're all saying, I want to experience soul. But you're very upset with it. And when it does show up in moments, you refuse to believe it. Have you had that? Maybe you haven't yet noticed that deeply. Maybe you notice in today's Kriya. You all want the soul. Yes? And the funny thing is soul actually hasn't gone anywhere. But your mind has taken you really far away from it. Soul is still exactly where it was. But you feel upset that it left. It left you, that joy, that innocence went away from your life. And since then, you've been seeking for it in everyone, in everything. Everything you do, you're seeking it. And then you can't find it in them either. That makes you even more upset. And at one point, you get to a place where you say, you know what? F it. I'm fine. I have me, and I can do things, and I don't need you to hell with you. But the you that you have with yourself is very critical of you. Have you noticed that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Have any of you grown up in an environment where your parents didn't know what they were doing? They were not good parents. They were too preoccupied with other things. Anyone grew up in that environment? Okay. Your mind is kind of like that. It has taken on so much and it is not a good parent. It is trying its best, to the best of its capacity. It's trying to hold you and it's trying to figure things out for you, but it is not its job. And it is haggard, and it is tired. Therefore, the moment you mess up even a little bit, it pounces at you. What the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you do this right? Just one thing, one thing I told you to do today, and you couldn't get that right either. Do you experience that kind of inner anger? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That inner anger has been accumulating for a while and it will show itself in different ways.
1: I'm, I'm thinking back on like growing up and stuff, and I think that if there was like a goal that I didn't meet throughout the day, instead of getting angry, it was more like, well, like, fuck that, it doesn't matter anyway. This kind of like um, dismissive apathy of, it, it doesn't even matter. It wasn't like a really scolding of myself. It was almost like less than that.
0: Well, you were scolding yourself, but you responded by apathy. Again, I'm talking about such subtle things. So you've all heard of that voice that just pounces at you at this drop of a pin, yes? And some of us go, Oh, I feel so bad. I am feeling so guilty today. I just couldn't do that right. Why can't I do it? Then you start scolding yourself even more. Some of us respond by, it. Okay, I just don't want to do it. To help with you. So you are defying the mind's scolding right but the scolding is there the upset is there anger takes on different forms it starts up with irritation constant irritation anybody felt that in your life a low dose of constant irritation okay then it gets into frustration and that shows up through other people everybody in your life is a reflection you just end up just getting frustrated with your job, frustrated with the people in your life, frustrated with your kids, frustrated. Everything is frustrating. How many people are walking around like that? Do you see that? And then it shows up as full-on anger, and that makes you do crazy things. If your personality is such that is not expressive, you will end up expressing that on yourself by hurting yourself. Addictions are that. Any kind of addiction is that. Behavioral patterns are full blast angers taking it out on inanimate objects, hitting the vacuum against the wall over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to vacuum. And then you go out to a gathering, a social gathering, and everything's good. I have no problem. I have a mask on this is good. I am fine. I better just present myself as fine. And that's what everybody's competing in. Who can be the most messed up and present themselves as fine? <laughs> Do you see what I see? Okay. If you can develop this ability to listen to Your voices inside of you. The voice of that child that got left alone, got felt, couldn't feel the soul anymore because the mind was calling it too much. It got locked at a certain age. And if you listen, that voice will express to you its helplessness. Don't let your mind beat up. That helplessness you will have to learn to treat train the mind all over again to say that's not your job why don't you just focus on your job which is trying to figure out how to make things happen which are coming from the soul destination comes from the soul map comes from the mind So you'll have to train your mind, you'll have to train your own little inner child and you will have to allow the soul to come in because as it is coming in now, in any spiritual journey, as it's trying to show up, you keep locking it out as much as you think you want the soul to come in. You experience it here, you walk up there, boom, intellect, you go to the intellect, you don't go to the soul, do you?